0: Here's Woodward's Movies with Mitch Habba and Colin Ward. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast. We are back after a week off. Um, this is your weekly chit-chat for uh, film news discussion and talk at woodwardsdetroit.com. Uh, my name's Cale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Colin Ward. And Mitch Habba. And uh, we, uh, we all, all three of us watch a film every week. We uh, come here to my house and talk about it, record it, and give it out through the world to you guys. This week, we saw the Brian Wilson biopic, Love and Mercy, and we'll uh, we'll get to that discussion uh, just a bit in the show. But we start off every show with some movie headlines. Um, we took two weeks off, so a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happened, and we just happened to we take it, Comic-Con. a... Comic-Con. Well, we didn't miss Comic-Con, but it also happened this past weekend, so basically, we um, you know, all the the film world is abuzz with with a bunch of news and, um, but I you know let's try to find some non I guess non related news first. Um, Colin, you you uh, you mentioned before the show the Oscars announced um, they're going to keep doing the ten best picture nominees. I guess there was some discussion they might go away from that. Yeah, back I think, to five.
1: I think this broke out about two weeks ago that mm-hmm. they released a press statement saying that I guess it was up for discussion that they were going to go back to five, but they are keeping it at the up to 10. Up um, to 10. Up not, to 10. Not 10. Exactly. Not 10. <laughs> now, see, I
0: know that we've talked about this before, but you like 10. You hate up to 10. Yes. It's so stupid. And and it's, I don't like either. I, either so. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: 5 is way more of, like... If, when it's 5, I think you highlight the 5 pictures more, and it's more of a tight race when it's 5. Mm-hmm. Philomena was never going to fucking win Best yeah, Picture. Yeah, Blindside, no, yeah. right. District 9. Right. Yeah. You know, not all great movies, but... Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: they were not good. It was good, but nine, it wasn't nine, gonna win. I mean, blinds- was win, Blindside exactly. was the one I'm talking. Yeah, about no, no, I, exactly. I, I <laughs> but, um,
1: it, but yeah, it's why have seven when like you're allowed to do ten? Just do ten if you're gonna do have that up to ten. It's, yeah, because it's-, it's like,
2: what's the criteria then? Because yeah. the way the voting works, you're you're first putting in your like nomination ballot, which is just you know they take it by how many people voted for it, and then then you turn that in, and then they send you another one. It's like why at what point do they
0: cut it off yeah and it's
1: know? like let's not kid ourselves this is about making money Yeah, so, so it's yeah, like why it's not, about not attracting,
0: just about yeah, yeah other just, uh, viewers to the show yeah. yeah just take the top
2: 5 voted on and put that in but I you really got to wonder
0: i mean what you're saying is that it, does it really you know if you have 10 films and and if you have 10 nominations and they and, and they put Star Wars in there this year i mean you got to you, you got to think that most of the Viewers aren't going to tune in because they think Star Wars is going to win because it's you know it won't you know? yeah so it's like I don't but, know
1: but you'll get more of an audience
0: watching but Star I wonder, Wars two. I, I wonder if you will because you know I think you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I mean everyone knows that like I don't know I would never tune in to be like oh I wonder if Ted two is going to win Best Picture. I mean I'm not comparing <laughs> yeah, but, Star Wars to Ted two. Hopefully it's way better than that. But yeah.
2: but when the when the Dark Knight came out there were people. Uh, who legitimately thought that it should have won? And you know, those people are idiots. But <laughs> but, but they they thought that that should have won Best Picture. Was and that was a weak
1: year. I don't know <laughs> which which year was that
2: again. That was two thousand eight. Benjamin so, Button, the Milk, Slumdog. Oh, I don't yeah. know,
0: man. Yeah, I don't like any of those movies mm-hmm. really. No. I have See, a... Frost, Nixon, I like... The Reader. See, I like. I like Frost <laughs> Nixon. But I like I don't Benjamin know if that's Button better but, than Dark hey, Knight whatever. in terms of like complete. You are right. Cinema, that but... was a weak year,
2: but I do like Benjamin Button, and Slumdog is a good. It's a good one-off movie. <laughs> you
0: watch it once and you're like, oh, I I, say, yeah. I felt like, moved by yeah. that. Like, I'm, okay not gonna that yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. never watching that. I'm not going to watch it. No Absolutely. offense to, to Slumdog, but... So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I wonder... You know, let's play... like us a really quick conversation. Out of the movies that we've seen so far, and knowing that there's up to 10, um, would you see any of the movies that we've seen so far being up for Best Picture? Yes. I know it's early. Obviously, the Oscar season hasn't begun, so you really can't tell, but... Mitch says yes. Do you do you have a? Are you just saying yes or do you think no, you that, have one that, that think, would be?
2: I think Inside Out will be. Kay. Um I think Mad Max has the potential as like that like blockbuster like really standout blockbuster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just say those two. I don't think X Machina is going to come close. Yeah. No,
0: I don't think so
1: either. Yeah. If I mean, I think Inside Out might get a, might definitely get one because like it's, it's the token movie. animated yeah, movie, right. yeah. but um, it's. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this before. It's going to be such a strong year, especially if all these famous directors show up and, yeah, deli- and, deliver. and deliver.
0: But yeah. I wonder, because that, especially coming off this announcement, that maybe this year will not be an up-to-10 year. It'll be a 10-year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there will be 10 films. It's not going to be, like, seven this year. Right? It is a strong year because so Considering, far, so. you know, the the non-Oscar season has been really strong, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my opinion, even considering the film we're about to talk about. um, uh, I, I don't know I think you'll see 10 films at least and maybe one of them will show I think I, I think one I think you'd really talk about like I think I think Inside Out probably is the best shot I think that's why because it's an animated movie and they gotta you know they gotta pan into that yeah. part of the industry unfortunately the, they have the pan. yeah it's but it's disney behind it's them good, right. but, but it's, it's, it's good also progress, yes. it's also really good no i well i think it deserves it could win and i'd be i would literally if inside i regardless of what happens this year if inside out won best picture i'd be like they of course they deserve it yeah like, it's a really I think good so. it's a really good film i don't know
2: and it would bring legitimacy to, to animated films yeah. finally yeah
0: um other news that's not technically um comic-con um Paul Feig has just been posting picture after picture of the Ghostbusters set, which I think is cool. I like mm-hmm. again, I like, you know, it's not spoilerish. I, I he, he posted the Ecto-1 car, or is that calling it Ecto-2? I don't know. Whatever. It's uh, the, the, the vehicle, the classic vehicle from uh, Ghostbusters. It's like an 80s car, which is kind of cool because the, the Ghostbusters one was like a 50s or 60s car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It looks very cool. They also posted pictures of uh, all the women in their, in their gear. Yeah. I liked
2: it. They looked funny. They looked funny. That's a good... I mean, I don't know if they're going to be funny. I think they're funny. But, I have
0: high uh, hopes for this movie. I yeah, think it's I do too.
2: I think the like naysayers and the critics are just... Um, they're obsessed with keeping Ghostbusters as it is. But like, I think they have potential to do something different. And um, they're not going to remake the story. I mean, if it's the same story, do we know if it's going to be...
0: Well, kind of, I heard, It has to be different. I heard today, <laughs> I don't know if this is an official release, but that Danny Aykroyd does play a role in the film. So, I mean, it might be like a passing of the torch kind of yeah. thing, which I imagine is what it is.
1: I, this has
0: been weird. I've seen this a lot on Facebook, too, mm. that
1: people get really up in arms that they're redoing Ghostbusters. And I'm just like, there's been so many remakes in the past five years, and why is this one getting, like, the most, like... I hear way more pushback about this than I did with a well, like a reboot of a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's way more intense. Well, I think <laughs> the
0: the obvious answer to that question is that it's it's a different gender, yeah. for different roles or for the same roles, which obviously yeah. some idiots might get pissed off about. I I have um, I I think maybe maybe these aren't the people that are that are voicing their backlash to the loudest on the internet. But I had this conversation with people last night, and I have um. I have a interest, I think that this is going to be a couple interesting years for comedies. Um, and that I think that Ghostbusters is going to be great and I think it's probably going to be terrible for comedies because with Vacation coming out this year <laughs> and Ghostbusters coming out next year that are probably going to be awesome. I think both. I Vacation looks hilarious um, and, and they're doing the same thing which is like it's the Jurassic World it. version of a comedy. Yeah. And it's going to kill And movie studios are going to start to say, well, wait a second, you know, let's remake all these, you know, (laughs) yeah. Like, well, spy didn't do as well as vacation. And, um, this get hard didn't do as well as ghostbusters. So we're going to just, why don't we, we, why don't we, yeah, that was, that's, I, telling you caddyshack's coming first and then you know (laughs) willie madison oh it's billy (laughs) madison's son is gonna or daughter willie madison yeah it's gonna be the daughter is gonna i'm telling you and we're all gonna be up there first ones to see it anyways so i'm just i think that the backlash maybe not be coming from that but it's gonna eventually people are gonna be like oh god yeah ghostbusters is a great idea but you know now you're remaking airplane i mean i don't know (laughs) Um, okay you
2: can't remake. Um uh, but no no I agree. And they're good they're just going to start remaking all sorts of comedies which is a shame because you know comedy should stand on its own for many decades.
0: That being said, I am I think this is a uh, there's if, if there's one remake that I want, I think this is the coolest idea. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Cuz mm-hmm.
2: I don't have the same connection to Ghostbusters as like a lot of people do. Um I don't really find it that good. There are funny moments, but I think the Ghostbusters phenomenon from the eighties. Obviously I wasn't alive, but uh from what I hear of it, it just seems a little silly considering <laughs> the movie that I've seen. And Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's just me. i but, you know, you got a bunch of really great comedians in it, so
0: it's funny to You got me. some good ones now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, you know, I think I'm, Paul Feig. I mean we all love Spy. And right? I love for uh, the part. Kate
2: McKinnon's one of my favorite like comedy actresses and mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. she looks great. So Excited! Looks
0: cool. I want to. have you guys ever seen Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton, no, I have not. Know, <laughs> right, I want <laughs> to see the Mr. Dad <laughs> reboot of that, which is the with dumbest thing ever. Or <laughs> <With> Mrs. <laughs> or Mrs. Dad. Yeah, with, Di- with Diane Keaton. And Mrs. Dad. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Um, all right, well let's get let's get to Comic Con. You know, there's there's no recap needed here. I think um, everyone's had enough of it shoved down their throats in a in a good way. I mean, it, it's always fun to see Comic Con happen, and it's, it's turned mm-hmm. into much more than just comic books. I mean, we you know we talked about it. Hateful Eight was there. They had a panel or something. I don't know. I didn't really look into much of it, but um, you know, it's more yeah. than it's more than just comic books. It's more than just movies. It's video games. It's uh, everything. So um, we wanted to do a little like go around and say what do you think was like who do you who who which studio or which movie won comic-con Who? i first.
1: say star wars I think why does why is that this what i saw is people star posting <laughs> yeah well it's star wars it's the mo- by far the most anticipated movie of the year in, right. maybe in a few years and uh everyone posted that video on facebook they had a like balls to the wall symphony orchestra right after their panel that was hugely attended um just seems like that was what everyone was talking about yeah right. there's some other ones that broke through but that seemed to be the major one
2: um i i agree that star wars you know stood out the most but i think that was kind of a given i mean I any mean, Unless they came out with something that was, like, super, well, super jarring and, like, nobody wanted to see out of nowhere. <laughs> but, like, everything since they've started has been, you know, good news. Um, and, you know, the announcement that they're going to be working on, you know... Uh, well, they're going to start talking about other, you know, spinoffs, sort of, with, like, of the Hut and...
0: Um, well, that's not necessarily... Well, that's that's like a... It's a rumor. That's that's just something Yellow to wants yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, that's which, true. Well, I, but, we can maybe but, talk you know, about Everybody's this, so. talking about it. But, but we, we, we we missed last week the Han Solo movies happening. Yeah, the Han Solo. With um, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah,
2: so. funny directors. Mm-hmm. Um, And I... You know, everybody was expecting that. I'm not surprised that, you know, that video was released uh, behind the scenes showing, like, the physical sets, the explosions, the wires. You know, very ex- Very exciting. Um, but I would say that, uh, Fox won, um, just because nobody had seen anything from Deadpool. Uh, we just know like, you know, who's in it. Ryan Reynolds is going to be in it. And, um, we know the character and also X-Men Apocalypse is all, was also leaked as well. Right. And both both the trailers look really good. Yeah. They didn't officially release, but you know, somebody was filming it and, uh, they they look good and i think that's just going to help fox a lot and i i would say they won in perspective
1: yeah to go off that deadpool thing i'm i didn't see the trailer for it but i read about it and i read that people demanded like a second viewing yeah. of the mm-hmm. trailer and i'm just excited that we're getting a superhero movie that's R rated, yeah, right. That can be violent
0: and vulgar yeah. and, and genuine <laughs> to the material. I mean, it is that Deadpool. Yeah. You know, people don't understand comic books usually. I mean, a lot of the times there, there's the adult version of all these that are like mm-hmm. violent. There's swearing. There's sex. Like there's a lot, you know, all this stuff. So, yeah, the Deadpool trailer looked awesome. It looked really, really yeah. good. Yeah, it did. um, you know, I think I think Star Wars won. Sure, I, I'll tell you, Mitch. You I mean you talked about how like everyone knew this was gonna happen. I guess I'm. I consider myself really stupid for this because. <laughs> They announced they weren't going to release another trailer. And I was like, okay. I, actually, I was up north this weekend and I wasn't <laughs> near any internet. So when I heard they were going to re- release a trailer, I was like, "Woo." I was like, "Good. I'm not going to miss anything, you know." <laughs> yeah. Cuz when the trailer came out, I watched it 80 times in a row. Yeah. But I didn't re- I, I was like, "Oh, that doesn't that doesn't discount behind the scenes footage." Damn it. And I yeah. but I did end up seeing it Saturday night and it was amazing, of course. Um you know, honestly, more than the behind-the-scenes footage, I love the... I don't know if you guys watched, probably not, because it was, like, an hour long, but the, the panel between all the... All the whole cast was out there. Mm-hmm. And there was there yeah, Harrison Ford was there, too, and, um, you know, Adam Driver and um, everyone. Boyega. So, and, you know, people that haven't really spoken about it yet. I mean, Boyega and Daisy Rid- Ridley and... Um, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, they already, you know, kind of have been voicing their opinions on things, but they had the whole panel out there, and it was just great. I, I think, you know... I don't know. It's interesting. Um, they keep pounding this thing in our heads, though, with the Star Wars that like practical effects, practical sets, which is great. But like, at some points, like guys, what's uh, what's what's this, there's a story here that makes sense, <laughs> right? And we need this movie other than the fact that we're gonna make the most money in the world on it. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where like they keep making it look goddamn perfect. Well, I'm trying to curb my enthusiasm a little yeah. bit here. I really am because I yeah. like I don't want to go in there and, and you know have another Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull moment in my life. But I, I, I have faith. I have faith. Um, that being said, too, I think that um, I got to we got to shout out Batman vs Superman. I yeah. thought that trailer was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching everyone on my Facebook page who said that this movie was gonna suck. That Zack Snyder sucks. That Ben Affleck's gonna be a terrible Batman all posting the trailer this week and saying, holy shit, I can't wait for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're just trailers. You know, Deadpool, Batman, Star Wars, they're just trailers. But um looks like there's a lot of good stuff coming. I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a wonderful time to be a geek and alive.
2: Um, I was one of the critics of Batman vs. Superman just because I am not a huge Zack Snyder fan. I mm-hmm. think he... Um, he. I mean, he's a, he's a good filmmaker in, in a sense. But... Um, I think yeah, very, fo- very good visual yeah maker, that, and that's the thing. thing he's very good with visuals he very, he's very good with making things look great um, he struggles with characters and story um, but it appears that you know with Ben Affleck with I feel like him directing Ben Affleck helps because Ben Affleck has proven that he can direct actors and he can direct a story um, seeing this trailer kind of gave me hope because uh, I had a lot of problems with Man of Steel uh <laughs> most specifically the last 40 minutes of the like um, disaster porn, like 9-11 porn sort of like theme going on with buildings crashing. And the fact that the trailer made a point of like using that as Batman's motivation, you know, to see him running toward like the cloud of dust when the, um, yeah. when the building was falling, like, that's why he's mad at Superman. Right. And uh, I like that. I'm all for it. And I loved being able to see Batman use his, his uh, you know, his what, what's it called? Is basically his utility belt and his repel gun. I liked you know all the visuals look great. Yeah. So I was excited. Oh, there's also you know Suicide Squad. squad. Yeah. What did you
0: think of Batman trailer?
1: Uh, I watched it one time and I remember I was at work when I saw it get posted, so I didn't give it my full attention. I should probably revisit it. Mm. But um, yeah, much better than the first. Teaser one that was released. Yeah, yeah. Now we have some sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe. now we have some sense of what's going on in the in the movie. Yeah, it, it does look. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm still not sold on Zack Snyder directing anything, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll we'll see.
0: <laughs> you were uh, kind of, I know you were kind of like maybe underwhelmed by the Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's another one I only watched once, and I was just like, I, I just watched- don't want to. I don't want to watch it again. Let <laughs> alone. I, I don't know. It just looked.
2: It was too long. It was three minutes long.
1: It was long, and it just looks very. I don't know if it's the costuming that's really turning me off on some of this, but yeah, I still don't like. I don't like. It really looks like very it smells r- bad. Rag tag. <laughs> Everyone very, <laughs> smells bad. Like yeah, I don't know. It just kind of looks whole, whole. We get hum. It. Yeah.
2: yeah, Harley Quinn is supposed to be hot. We get it. You know, they yeah. they made a huge point of showing that. And,
1: yeah, but even then, yeah. I don't I don't think that she was. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I find Margot Robbie to be yeah, very attractive. She, she is, very yeah, attractive. yeah, And if you like that sort of look for her as Harley Quinn, you know, oh, uh, yeah, just... I, I think you know, I think she does look really attractive in the trailer. But at the same time, it's like set all among like the darkest, like <laughs> darkest shit, you know this is just dc's thing you know that's what they're gonna do but seeing will smith in it not be like the main character like yeah, lead, that was, that that was, was cool, cool um him. i like the character designs uh i think it could be good but it's the, it's just that that typical story of oh, i've got all these bad guys and we're gonna use them to do our bidding ha 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 you know and then they're gonna you know overcome and fight back and then be on the lamb. basically yeah. i'm pretty sure that's the story yeah, I, I, we'll I, come back to this in a year. I think yeah, we right, mentioned right. this before
1: too, and <laughs> when some of the characters were released, especially the Joker and Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, they kind of we said that they looked like they just like fumbled their way into like a
0: hot topic store and very like, <laughs> like, like early 2000s early two like, thousand. Yeah, but yeah. it yeah. like it's, she looks like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, in, it's, you know yes, Harley Quinn costume. Yes, okay. but um,
1: and it doesn't, and there is no other like I didn't get from the trailer any other style that supports. This type. Of I, I had a theory. Yeah. I had a
0: theory that it took place earlier. I thought that maybe they were going to do that. You know, yeah. Like, for example, maybe Batman versus Superman takes place now, and then this is way before that. But I don't think that from the trailer, I don't gather that at all. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing in it that's like yeah, they
2: big. mentioned Superman in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other, well, that's the other thing. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't take, know. I don't there's know the not, timeline.
0: There's no prequel in here. But, Interesting that Marvel didn't show up. I mean they they knew they we knew that was going to happen, but yeah. um, I wonder I I wonder if part of that is like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars is yeah, Disney's Disney right yeah. now. And also the fact that I don't think Marvel really needs to show up to Comic-Con yeah, at this, people are at this, see at this point. point. I mean they got a yeah. man coming out this week, so that's like their big thing. That's what mm-hmm. they're focused on, so. Um. But that,
1: going off that, that was one of my disappointments from Comic-Con that Warner Brothers didn't show up more than what they did. I mean, they had the Suicide Squad panel and trailer and they had Batman Superman panel trailer. They didn't do anything else that, you know, This is, your, your main competition isn't there. Like, like let's like put yourself well, know, on the fucking map. I think it's
0: interesting because I got some texts from people that were like, oh man, like look out Marvel, like DC is in the house now and you guys have no shot. Like, I don't know you I don't know who I tells me that. I don't no, think so. No one did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I buy so. bad for both sides of the plate, okay. Um, but, you know, interesting. We'll, we'll see um, See where that goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just a little... I just want the movies to be good. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, well, I'm so
2: sick of dark movies and not having them pay off or like having them be exciting You know, or just... Just being dark for being dark. Just being dark for dark's sake. And that was, you know, like I said, that's my problem with Man of Steel. It just seemed too doom, dark doom, doom for a gloom. Superman. Yeah. And then, but then seeing the trailer for Batman vs. Superman, I was like, okay, you know, maybe this will pay off. That doesn't mean I want to see Man of Steel again. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'll see Batman
0: vs. Superman when it comes out. And you'll probably see the um, Ben Affleck directed Batman movie that is apparently coming.
2: Yeah, that's going to be good. So is he going to. He's, He's gonna, gonna play add in direct it, and that's what they're So saying, okay, yeah.
0: I'm going I'm very interested in that. I think that'll be cool, and um, be a good opportunity for Ben to direct something. He he
2: needs a break. He, need to- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: he needs to catch a
2: break. He's got, you know, too little going for him yeah. right now.
0: <laughs> um, well, he did just get a divorce. Yeah, so. that's that's what we're touching on. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah I don't know that's all I gotta say about Comic Con I hope Star Wars is as good as they are marketing it because they're doing a fantastic job and it's I'm just always I just it's scary they could rip my heart out and throw it on the floor and step on it and shoot it into hyperspace and blow it up with a Death Star or it'll just be the greatest moment of my life we'll see
1: I want I think we kind of mentioned this before but I think Star Wars is doing a great job doing its marketing where other movies like Suicide Squad have been just posting so much and so much and so much. And I I don't know about you, but that kind of turns me off. Well, yeah, no, I mean, Star
0: Wars is trickling this out. Yeah, they're doing it very smart. I'm complaining here about what's the plot. But like I don't want to know. You know. I don't like want yeah, uh, to know. It to, when it gets to September, I want to start knowing who. Like they, they got. There's no reason to be surprised. Like if Daisy Ridley is related to the Skywalkers, I'm, just tell us. Like there's there's not need to be a sur- The trailer
2: pretty much yeah. tells us. No, because I
0: would be really. It would be so dumb at the end of the movie if we find out that like. Like, literally, at if, if the end of the movie, it's like, ah, she's Luke's granddaughter. I'd be like, okay. Well, no Like, shit. well, why? <laughs> no, she's not. She's, I mean, if anything, she's Leia's. I mean, yeah. Luke doesn't have sex. He's a <laughs> Jedi. No, I'm kidding. But they're not allowed to love. They can, they can do whatever they want. Like otherwise. the Mormons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I want to start, I want to start knowing what's going on, you know? And I, and I, and I, I just worry about the, they're just being like, oh, it looks like the original. So it's going to be good. I mean, that's not, that's one part of it that is important, but it still has to, it it just, Return of the Jedi is such a natural conclusion to a story that is about Anakin Skywalker. And so now it's like, do we need this episode seven or do we not need it? Like, is it gonna, is it actually gonna feel like it makes sense or is it gonna feel like, I remember these guys? I don't know.
1: Well, I think we can say that for all the, Things that have been coming out, like the Han Solo movie, oh, well, right. Rogue I mean, One. Well, like they're announcing we'll all these projects
0: decades. before
1: one. I mean, I know Star well, Wars why, is going to that... be so huge, but they're announcing all these things. It might be huge, but it might not be good. No, but
0: here is, but honestly though, I do think that they think that this is really, really, really good, and that's why they're just going ahead with this stuff. I, so that's the other thing that's keeping me positive because I do I mean, think that they have confidence yeah. in the product.
2: And you, you don't have to release as much. You don't have to have a very strong marketing campaign or like, you know, push really hard when you're talking about the cultural <laughs> worldwide phenomenon right, that yeah. is that's Star true. Wars. That's true. They mean, Star
0: Wars has the benefit of not being like...
2: you. They could release nothing and just say J.J. J. Abrams is directing this and these are the people that are in it. And I mean, it comes why, out yeah. Christmas this year and people, but it would still be the biggest that's movie. But you go
0: back to the teaser trailer in November and it's just like... Literally, like, six shots, right? Yeah. It's like, here's a droid. The, yeah, and then here's the Millennium Falcon. Here's yeah. a Millennium Falcon. Stormtroopers. Everyone's like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You know, Suicide Squad's like, they're they're like, here's this character and that character that mm-hmm. you don't know and this other character, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, enough about geek stuff. I don't know what we're going to do when this Star Wars movie comes out. I'm just going to maybe not even we'll show it probably Yeah, we'll probably have I'll, be, like, I'll be seeing it for the fifth time, yeah. whether it sucks or not. We'll have probably a two-hour episode just <laughs> rambling um uh, well let's get to every week we uh we see the same movie and we uh have a roundtable discussion on it this week uh we saw the Brian Wilson biopic love and Mercy which is um kind of about his uh production of uh the album pet sounds and then his, his life in the 80s yeah. um kind of recuperating from issues that he had so um it was directed by Bill Poland um it has uh john cusack elizabeth banks paul dano paul giamatti um d wallace was in this movie too i didn't even catch that she was the mom and et and i, I looked later and i was <laughs> like who, who, who was she in that movie i still don't know <laughs> um and uh we all saw it and um about a month I, before we get before <laughs> we get into this okay um, I want to ask you guys before not including this movie if it if it changed your opinion. What is your favorite movie biopic or sorry, music biopic? Like a a, a movie about a musical artist that existed. So not so, so not um thing you that thing you do because that's a fake band.
1: Shit, you threw me on this question. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, asked, I texted it earlier. <laughs> I thought you texted who do you want to well, see? Well, we
0: will start with Mitch and I.
2: Okay. Keep thinking. Edit okay. me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, my I, I don't know, favorite or best uh, musical bio- biopics are hard to think about because there's a lot of bad ones and then there are some okay ones mm-hmm. and very few really good ones it's, difficult it's hard thing. to do it yeah it really is a difficult but um one that comes to mind and it's um i think it just comes to mind because it's so surreal is uh i'm not there which is um the bob dylan one. yeah
0: i never seen that but uh yeah
2: it's very surreal um odd there's a bunch of actors who play bob dylan
0: mm-hmm. and right.
2: and actresses um kate blanchett won the academy award for playing him no she no, didn't win she was she was nominated, uh, nominated, nominated yeah well, I thought she won. She deserved to win. She was very good in a short, she short won the sequence year
1: before. So they weren't uh,
2: gonna give it to her twice. <laughs> um, but I, I like that one a lot. Uh, that one stands out to me. Um, yeah, yeah, not much else to say.
0: About um, I, 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 I think that it's you know it could be cliche to be like oh Ray and walk the line, but those are really I mean. Those are what you said, no, those are good movies. I am saying that's a oh, valid no, point. Are you, are you laughing about it? Because you're <laughs> I say was it? just thinking, like maybe I'll just say one of those. <laughs> <Well>, you can. <laughs> um, Here is kind of a. This is one of my favorites. It's not necessarily the best. Maybe it's just the music that I love and the amount of musicians that were involved with it. But the, the movie "The Lovely" about Cole Porter with Kevin Klein, um, like almost eleven years ago. Huh. Um, I don't know. I love Cole Porter. Um, okay. There was a Cary Grant biopic of him in like the sixties called "Night and Day," which was like the very 60s version of his story because he was bisexual mm-hmm. and they didn't really touch on that at all and So was Cary like, Grant Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> right, maybe Probably yes. Um, um, that's what they say Yes, that's, that's what they say Anyways, in The Lovely they they, t- they do talk about it, which I thought was kind of cool but, you know, back in the day I mean, 11 years ago, it's amazing how things have changed to be mm-hmm. like it's acceptable and not acceptable so. um, I love that movie I mean, you know a lot of them are. We were talking about the Doors movie. Like I don't. It's like there's so many bad ones. I mean, not not bad, but it's it is really hard. Super how do you, how, mediocre. How, how, do you, how do you take someone's musical life and put it into two hours of a movie? Um. Which I think, Colin, you have your you have your pick. I do. What is yeah. it? Uh,
1: not that Eight I, Mile I is not a true story. No, no, I don't think it's a great movie, but it has probably one of the best performances in the last twenty years in it and Rose. Okay. Oh, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, that was my other one. No, I think mm. it's a great movie. I've never seen that, that movie. actually. But I it have... does. And, and, and she... that's a great character yes. to Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. I'm not like my... a
1: fan of the movie as a whole, but I mean, you go to see that movie because she is
0: amazing. In it. Right. Mm hmm. And she won an Oscar. She did. I yeah. asked yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, anyways, so then, now added to the list of uh, movie biopics is Brian Wilson in this Love and Mercy movie. I mean, um, let's just, uh, initial thoughts, um, I'll start, I don't think I usually start, but I loved it. I've really liked it a lot. I, I like Mitch, but I maybe mean, not to your extent, but I have, I do love Pet Sounds, I, I think it's a great album, and I've, I've it's for, uh, totally unrelated this past year, I've been listening to it a lot, so... Um, it's just an incredible album, and I think they did a great job of, um, you know, showing the production of the album, but also showing the life of, of Brian Wilson. You know, they did a really good job of mm-hmm. capturing him in two hours that I thought was really incredible screenwriting and acting, I thought. Oh, yeah. um, and um, it was just also like an achievement in sound. I thought like that was the best part of the film for me. It was like, the sound was incredible, mm-hmm. and it should be in a movie like this. So yeah. I loved it. I was I was like... I was like kind of tearing up at the end of the film, which I didn't really expect. So
2: Yeah. Um, same. I loved it. I have a very, um very like I don't know how to describe it, but I have Every, a everyone have has a real everyone connection. has that album, you know. I have a real connection to Pet Sounds. Um you know, I first listened to it when I was like eighteen, you know, when I started, you know, taking music more seriously. Mm. And uh just that it's the most pro- to me it's the most beautiful album out there. And one of the most beautiful love album, like albums about love and, um, you know, relationships and your, just your psyche. I mean, you could, you can kind of tell what was going, what is going through his mind when you, when you listen to these songs, especially a song like, um, I know there's an answer, which, uh, it was originally hang on to your ego, which was Mm -hmm. about doing LSD and trying to keep your sanity. And, Um this movie, you know, knowing the backstory and listening to like the Pet Sound Sessions album where you can hear all these recordings of him talking to these musicians. um, These musicians and trying to get these sounds. He he's brilliant. He and they did a perfect job. I mean, they even shot it in the studio that they recorded Pet Sounds in. Um so I just it, it it I love this movie. I thought it was really well acted. Um you know the sound like you said the sound was amazing when it starts off and the screen is black, black for like right. a minute and we just hear all these like this cacophony of of pet sounds and of smile and of other voices from him and from his brothers and from his cousin and just all these people in his life and it just culminates and then there's a shot of his ear right and i love that how too, Im- especially yeah.
0: since later in the movie he tells his dad close your eyes you know we believe that when you close your eyes and you just listen to the You're music transported so, to a place yeah, yeah. yeah. that was cool like call back to the beginning of the film all right you know mm-hmm. colin yeah uh
1: no unlike the other two guys i am not that well versed in beach boys i i grew up on what well, what my mom listened to. That was always right. you know, yeah. I'm riding in my car with my mom, so I'm always listening to Cher and Prince and Tina Turner, Pat Benatar mm. Beatles.
0: Also good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I never got into the Beach Boys, uh, and I always saw Pet Sounds as listed as one of the greatest albums of all time. And, you know, not being familiar with Beach Boys, I just always thought it was the, that's the album with oh all those songs on yeah. it like california girl yeah, no, right. no, and like okay so I, I yeah so right. i never listened to it or gave it any thought and going into this movie i knew it was about one of the beach boys i never watched a trailer for this movie i didn't know what it was going to be about or what they were
2: going to tackle
1: and that was so surprising in
2: the best way possible yeah I, um, I wish i could have gone into it like that because yeah. if you're not familiar with the album or they that sound that movie must have been really interesting
1: it was and i think i was one of four people in the theater mm-hmm. too so it was extremely personal and i was very aware of everything mm-hmm. that was going around and yeah um it's just a very nicely put together film with some really really great performances in it
0: I thought the acting was, like, ridiculously good. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought John Cusack blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't... I mean, I, he's a good actor. I just didn't know he could do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was... Yeah. I, was I didn't know he could away. do
2: that either. It, it might be the best acting job I've ever seen him. Oh, for... Yeah, I think yeah. for
0: sure, yeah. And it's one of those things where, like... I don't know. He, we won't get the no, won't trophies get the for this movie, but, I mean... He, but he'll... It'll be known, I Yeah, mean, I, I mean, think. I, yeah
2: if there's one thing i hope this movie does is i mean it won't because not a lot of people saw it but a lot of people just don't know about brian wilson and they write off the beach boys as like just some dumb pop band from the 60s myself
1: included (laughs) yeah who
2: who you know oh the beach boys really you know i get that a lot whenever i'm trying to like you gotta listen to pet sounds if you're going to get into this like just dark room you know headphones or loud speakers listen to that album all the way through um yeah, you know, I I just I wish this movie had an effect on more people. Like people, it re, I wish it revitalized that sound or like got people to actually recognize his genius. Because there are people who know his genius, and then there are people who are just like, "Who's Brian Wilson? Right. I don't know. Right. Is that a Bare Naked Ladies song?" <laughs> right, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I love the way too that like it's I. I I'm trying to think. I mean, it's like very Amadeus in the sense that like it gets it digs into the mind of an artist, which is also another really hard thing to do I think in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it 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 really brought out the struggle in creating art, which is like sometimes more interesting than the art itself, which is like, you know, when he when he like spent his his, his the story is is that the rest of the Beach Boys go on tour, he stays back to um, work on pet sounds mm-hmm. and he records all the backing tracks and all the music and everything before they get in there and just like, you know, he writes the lyrics and everything and, and the way that like people his 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 peers were disappointed in all the hard work that he put in it was like, I don't know just like heartbreaking and he, and, you, and Paul Dana really like, you could see he was like when his father was disappointed or like when one of the, the cousin was disappointed or whatever, mm-hmm. it really hurt him, you know, Yeah. and I just I love that, I don't know yeah. yeah,
1: that's uh, the parts that really work in this film for me are the parts in the 60s with Paul Dano. Uh, yeah. I I don't remember a movie that shows the creative process quite like this mm-hmm. that, and then shows the demise as well. Um, right. Yeah. I can't recall the one that's
2: shown it this well. And, yeah. I Yeah, like the scene when we first hear God Only Knows and he's playing it on the piano for his dad and his dad's just like it's sad blah 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 and he just mm-hmm. writes it off like you know he was just crazy he's broken man. and, and yeah, it like yeah. it because you know that's considered one of the best, of the best written songs, songs ever, ever. <laughs> seriously it is. I mean, that's <laughs> for
0: sure you know people might not know pet sounds but everyone knows that song yeah mm-hmm. yeah because it's amazing i mean it's mm-hmm. literally incredible and like to see paul dano sitting there playing it and then his father being like nope yeah
2: no yeah <laughs> nope. uh, you, you should get back to the cars and the you girls know? and i love and, the quote where Uh, he's like
0: yeah he's like i can't keep singing
2: about summer and girls and cars and the sun and beaches and summer and girls like i need stuff i got stuff in my head i need to get out and like nobody everybody just seems to want to make money except his brothers seem to get him but his cousin doesn't and his cousin is like a real force of negativity in that in those scenes and you know mike love owes his fortune To Brian Wilson. Wilson. And I think he still is like, no, I'm not going to back down (laughs) from from my view that I didn't like it. Right. So... Um
0: i love the the part where he's 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 beating the the cellos to death on good vibration yeah and 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 the michael Love character is just like they're doing the da da da, da. they're doing the da, 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 da. it like, <laughs> they're doing it forever but i love like i mean you just can't i mean i can't relate to it because i'm not like an artist like that mm-hmm. but no one can you know, it's like that's why that they're amazing you know that's why the beatles are amazing that's mm-hmm. why the beach boys are amazing like that's why michael jackson is different than everyone else i mean there's a certain it's like i actually got a lot of that in this film where like have you guys seen this? Is it? No,
2: no, I never saw that.
0: Just watching Michael Jackson on stage, directing the musicians, and being like, "Like they'll play it," I'm like, "That's perfect." And he'll stop and he'll be like, "No, no, no, you do it. you that's not how it goes." Yeah, like, yeah. and he'll like do it differently, and it's like, "Oh, I mean, I don't tell the difference, but that's why he's Michael Jackson and everyone mm-hmm. else is everyone else." And I saw that, you know, perfection. What they were doing mm-hmm. with with Brian Wilson in this movie it was like. You just he hears things differently than everyone else and he's because of that he sees things differently than everyone else
1: mm-hmm. yeah those scenes in the 60s where they're creating the music I got and chills I got chills. it's yeah. it's shot just so dreamlike and so beautiful and that yeah you're just in awe of like you genuinely feel like they're like creating yeah, this sounds. Yeah. And it, it's crazy then to hear it all put yeah, together. Yeah, too, so it's got
0: this dreamlike quality too, but it's also got this behind the scenes like quality, like mm-hmm. it's actual eight millimeter footage that they shot. There's there are a couple times where um, the, the characters actually break the fourth wall. Do you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. There was a scene where where I think it was the, the first cello scene where. Um, Brian Paul Dano is sitting down with the cello to the cellist Mm -hmm. and one of his brothers is playing piano in the background and he goes uh, I don't know their name's Chris stop playing or something yeah you stop playing right now yeah and and the camera pans over to him and he goes sticks his tongue out at the camera Oh, this, really? Yeah, I yeah, missed yeah, that. Yeah, I guess yeah. I was so tri- also the, fixed on Brian also that I didn't... the <laughs> yeah. dogs and the good vibrations, they were breaking the fourth wall, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> they were just staring right at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I lost, it took me right out of I it. Loved,
2: I loved, like yeah, like you said, all the parts where they were making music and he's talking to musicians. I was like, that doesn't make sense. It, I, I don't know how that's going to work. And he's like, well, it works in my head. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it works in my head. And, you know, obviously he was right.
0: By the something I never noticed, that that, in that scene, where I always, I knew... That there was something wrong not wrong but different about it, wouldn't it be nice the, my whole life I grew up being like that they screwed up somehow like it's something's off and that's the that's the baseline that's mm-hmm. in D but the songs in a I think that maybe yeah. it's the other way around but like and that's just why would you ever do that but it's that's what gives it that unique sound you can't yeah. replicate that that's mm-hmm. what's really cool it's and like Motown music you yeah. can't replicate what they were doing exactly
2: and that that scene where he's in the piano like
0: laying bobby pins mm. down on the strings oh, that, and like yeah, plucking that, it and yeah. stuff
2: and getting that sound for uh you still believe in me uh-huh. uh yeah that because that's what they did <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy so amazing it's crazy. He, he knew what he was doing and it was great seeing that and also very tragic you know yeah
0: did did paul giamatti freak you guys the hell out yeah yes. those scary
2: those scenes in the 80s the, were like a very jarring frightening
0: juxtaposition like, juxtaposition yeah.
2: with like the calm and um, joy of the 60s scenes because uh, man yeah, he's kind of, scary like, yeah he I, I, did a great the, job he was very to, scary to touch person.
0: on that it's kind of like how the, they make a, uh, a comment on the album that even the happy songs are sad. Well, I thought that even the sixty scenes, when they were sad, they were happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? I don't know. It was like a twist on that. I gotcha. But anyways, the the, the hamburger eating scene, holy crap. And John, God, give credit to John Cusack for that, too. I mean, they're, they're dynamic mm-hmm.
2: there. Yeah, He's so, like, childish because he's so... He's so ...medicated, medicated that, that. and just... I mean, that's what... I mean, that seems like that's what Landy wanted. I mean, yeah, this is fictionalized, but... It's right, what yeah, he wanted. Right. He wanted to keep him docile so he could, you know, milk his money as yeah. much as possible. Right. Um, and Elizabeth Banks does a great job yeah. as Melinda Ledbetter. And I think
1: that that's an incredibly tricky yeah. role. I mean, it's not a very showy role. Mm-hmm. It's And what she can do just by looks of her face you yeah. got what her character was all about yeah
0: and I didn't I don't think I've ever seen her in a role like this like serious I don't know what has she been I mean I, I don't see a lot of these movies lately. until we did this podcast I don't see a lot of new movies but I just feel like I've only seen her in comedy roles mm-hmm yeah,
1: she. It's, I can, yeah, she I, I, a I, I was drama, sur- but
0: I was surprised when I heard she was cast. I was like, I don't know yeah. about that. But I didn't I, I
2: recognize I thought, her at first. I was like, that's. Oh, you're right. That is. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She looked she, beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah, she she was was very styling. I mean, well, I mean, also everything she was wearing was just. You know, I love
0: 80s. <laughs> very eighties. <80s. laughs> eighties <80s> women <laughs> clothes are just bring great. it back. Those I jeans it. you can't yeah. replicate. The jeans
2: and the shoulder pads. The hair. Um. But you know, I know. I mean, this isn't something that took it. You know, I. I noticed this like everyone should have uh the scenes in the 80s were from melinda's perspective
0: you know mm-hmm. point of view right whereas right. The 60s were brian's because yeah.
2: was like a good way to look into you know brian's life basically in captive <laughs> mm. <laughs> in captivity and uh you know what that's like I, I i don't know there's not much
1: yeah going with the structure and touching on music biopics before i i think biopics in general let alone music biopics you go in and you're like okay I'm getting a greatest hits album of their whole life and you know we've all seen it before mm-hmm. and
0: then there's gonna be that one down yeah that out it, yeah right?
1: and mm-hmm. what I loved about Selma last year was it really focused on one event and I think what Love and Mercy does here is they don't focus on one event but they kind of focus on two events mm-hmm. and I think it still works because they cast them in two different time periods two different actors that You don't get that greatest hits feel to it, but you still, through this one conflict or at least two conflicts, you get their whole life.
0: Kind of reminded me of Saving Mr. Banks, too, where, like, um, oh, yeah, okay, you know, it's good. One takes place Mm -hmm. in the 50s and one's like 1910 or whatever. I don't know what it was. And, um, yeah, that and I think that formula is a great idea. I, yeah. Well, we'll get to what bio music biopic we want to see. But I want to I want to do one the same way as this. But um, I gotta give credit to Bill Poland, the director. I mean, first uh,
1: first, first major first film major film. Too. I mean, yeah. He's
0: produced a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. He's been in a, an EP on on Into the Wild and Brokeback Mountain and Twelve Years a Slave and um, Tree of Life. So he obviously is a, is a very well versed in Hollywood. <laughs> he's got but, but, but holy crap, man! I mean, this is this is. It was a directorial achievement as much as it was sound. I mean, you got to give credit to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, it was. This is really well great. made like, film. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was. This is really well made film, well acted. Just everything. Are, there wasn't it really was anything un- it was, in
0: it I didn't like. No, and it was uneasy though to watch too. Like it was oh. like I, I had trouble like yeah. watching a lot of the John Q sex scenes and I and the and the scenes with Paul Dano where he's kind of going insane with the you know, whether it was in the pool where he was like Bill Spector's, uh, he's he's, yeah. he's 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 wired us and and then yeah, the scene so, with the spoons yeah. and the, the the dishes that mm, kind yeah. of went crazy but. Callum, you you like you you we winced there. What, I, I what wouldn't. Sa- like? I wouldn't
1: say that this is a perfect movie. What didn't you like? uh, I? I I chalk this up to it being the director's first attempt at a major movie. There were some of the symbolism and metaphors were just so heavy handed. Like we mentioned that ear earlier, it's like okay. And then, like, yeah, right. come join us in the deep end. It's like, okay. Like, <laughs> That's true. That's like, an yeah. L- LSD trip, like, where he's in, like, laying the in the field. I'm like, like. okay. That, it's, that,
0: that was the scene I didn't like. The LSD trip and then the conversation afterwards about how I can see the future. I'm really sorry. It's, yeah. Well, he was... I don't that, know.
2: He already just, showed signs of... He Brian Wilson has schizoaffective disorder. Yeah. I'm but, fine with
1: doing that. I just think the director's vision of mm-hmm. those scenes weren't...
2: Mm-hmm. great yeah, yeah
0: no, I agree especially the LSD thing yeah. but you know it's like everyone tries to be different with that and every freaking movie has like, every freaking music movie has a druggy scene right? it has to because uh, musicians are just they're always just druggies they're inspired by it I like right? to see like the Dave Brubeck you know the jazz pianist where he just like he just had a great life I don't know I just <laughs> picking so much. I would just like to see a, a movie about something everything went well <laughs> yeah. and he never smoked or drank or did anything <laughs> wrong
2: what a good boy um <laughs> No, uh, I, I see, I like the ear thing, because, I, I mean, Brian Wilson lived his life, th- like, through his ears, and, like, it was all about going into his brain, and that's, like, the scene when, shoot, it's, you know, I saw it on Friday, so it's hard to remember, but when we're doing that flashback, and once he's kind of, like, freed from Eugene Landy, uh, doing the flashback of his life, and, like, getting smacked in the ear so hard by his father that he went deaf, and we go into his brain again. We, you know, I I guess I like that stuff, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know that like he has an incredible
1: like sound of like can tell music and mm-hmm. hears things we don't need a little literal yeah. close up of an Not ear necessary. to to know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at first, I was I was irritated and kind of turned off about how little Paul Dano and John Cusack looked. Like they, they don't they don't look like each other at all. But about halfway through the movie I was like I don't care that they don't look alike. They're doing such a great yeah, job right. yeah. of getting the spirit of this character at these two different times that mm-hmm. and it it kind of is like with the Bob Dylan movie. I'm not there. Like they don't look at each other, not the same race, not the same gender. Yeah, yeah. But they're capturing the spirit yeah, of sure. a character in these different moments in their lives. And I by the end of it I'm like I'm totally into the. These people are they exactly
2: the same. Right. Yeah, yeah, that didn't bother me. I, I, I liked them both, so I was able to see Brian Wilson in both of them.
0: Um, it's like Kevin Spacey looks a lot like Bobby Darren, but Beyond the Sea is not a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I've never seen that. Any I didn't other Not existed. <laughs> any, any any other thoughts on uh on
0: uh, Love and Mercy? It's really scared I was gonna call this "Love oh. and Honor" at one point. <laughs>
2: Ooh, uh, <laughs> I guess if we're the only two that really know that. Um, uh, what, what's the, did it get renamed? Anyway, anyway no, we'll talk, Yeah, about well, they're not gonna talk about it. But um, the um, about the sound, I found the sound uh, very experimental, like we said, but you know, very frightening at times. Um, the scene where his dad shows up which i thought was funny also because like your dad's here and like all the brothers get up and they're like shit the pot they're like they're adult you know they're adults who are millionaires and they're worried about hiding the pot from their dad and, and and they're like well it's the 60s you know the pot you know they run and brian you know walks in and his dad is like hey listen to this i just signed these guys to a new deal and it's like the same shit that yeah. beach boys have been making it, and and yeah. uh like this is what you need to get back to and brian's like that's nice and just walks away and i thought that was like a really powerful scene he was able to walk away but he puts on the headphones in the that studio cool and scene. it was just like really jarring like screeching and screaming coming from like just what he could what he was hearing at that moment in his head it's like who. I couldn't imagine having that disorder and having those auditory hallucinations yeah. and just how paranoid and how fear you must feel.
1: Yeah, I, and I thought the movie did a really great job with the uh, relationship between the father. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start the movie, and your first introduction to them is after, I'm assuming that he was their manager and he's sure. already been yeah, fired yeah. as their manager, but the movie does such a great job like having all the characters still want their father's approval mm-hmm. and kind of his disapproval is like, you can feel it the whole time. Like you, I must've been three or four times where Paul Daniels character was like, where, like, have you heard from dad? Like what's yeah. dad, what's yeah, dad yeah. doing? It's just this need for approval by your father figure, mm-hmm. even after he's, you know, kind of been like a be, dick to you,
2: beat you <laughs> be your brothers and, yeah, basically yeah. forced you to do things you didn't really want to do. Yeah, I and you re- you really saw that in Paul Dano's just like you know acting. Just yeah, it was absolutely. very very well done. Yeah. Oh, oh, if there's one thing I'd recommend is see this movie. Yes, yeah, obviously. It. I, I think you should, and, should see
0: and, it. and listen to Pet Sounds. Yeah, listen to Pet Sounds. Uh, like well, I said, it's lit- funny. I went to FYE right after. I mean, I I'm someone my mom has to have it, but I went to FYE because I was like, I gotta listen to this. I gotta listen to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on Spotify, but they didn't. They didn't have it's like You went to a record. Well, I wanted it <laughs> to see. I wanted in my car. No, I get it. Anyway, it's a better
2: quality too if you buy it mm-hmm. on a CD. Yeah.
0: All right, real quick, what's the one music biopic mm-hmm. you want to see? Funny or real? Doesn't matter.
1: Okay, so there's. Can we just open it to like broad end? Biopic? Music oh, does it have to be music. No, I, mean, I want to music. music.
0: I want to do music. Stick your music. Damn it, Kale You're really <laughs> me up I had something so music. prepared. Music. It's hard because I think it's like a very specific music is hard thing to produce. Okay,
1: so I got one in but it's gonna be a begrudging one. I think there's so many <laughs> great artists that are in the Pantheon that you cannot make a thing about them. I Beatles, Rolling Stones, Madonna. Share you can't can't and right, I would Michael, be Martin, Michael really Jackson. and I, Michael will, Jackson no, yeah, yeah same thing but They're they they will try, they will try on and all those. I <laughs> it, they would be awful and I think I I think um, Marvin Gaye is in there too oh, we'll to and uh, I what think Bob Marley's in there too but if I had to pick one it would Kurt Cobain's in there too if I had to pick one I would want to see a Bob Marley bar, biopic mm-hmm. but I just don't. That's probably I don't bad. want a Bob Marley biopic. because yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do. I mean, they're it, yeah. super hard to
2: do. And, you know, people have such a connection to musical artists that Definitely. if they do it wrong, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why? Um, what about you, Mish? I would go with uh, Neil Young. Mm. Um, specifically. Played by Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Have you seen uh, him uh, yeah, I have do... seen him. He's it. really, it really good, good at Neil Young. Uh, and there like I saw it once I saw him do that and I didn't know it was Jimmy Fallon oh, <laughs> he's <laughs> great uh, but Neil Young um who was in Detroit last, last night, night he, yeah, breaking um, laws yeah he stayed out past curfew, curfew man good for um, him um, mm-hmm. yeah good for him uh, i specifically Neil Young um during the recording and the months leading up to the recording of tonight's the night um Which was inspired by, I guess inspired, but it was written after a very good friend of his who was a roadie and uh, the Crazy Horse guitarist died of drug overdoses within like a month of each other, like two months of each other. And they wrote that, he wrote that album and basically recorded it in a night. And I think like that would be a really cool thing to explore. And then also, you know, dip into other areas of his life, kind of like how they did with Brian, you know, with Love and Mercy.
1: I'm into that.
0: Well, so you said you can't do Marvin Gaye, yeah, and no. I want, I want the, I want the Marvin Gaye Tammy Terrell movie, where it, then it's like still my idea. Where there's a Tammy Terrell book right behind you because I want to write this movie, <laughs> but um, where it's, 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 it's about, it's a kind of, it takes place during the recording of um, what's going on in 1970, and then it, and then it flashbacks to their to Marvin and Tammy's relationship on and off the stage. Tammy Terrell died at a very young age and reportedly really ruined Marvin Gaye for a couple of years. And then he like went into the studio for a couple of years and made "What's Going On." So um, I think just be a, it'd just be you could do it the same way that this movie does it with the same actors because it's, it's like a four-year span, anyways. But I think it'd be a really cool, cool movie. It needs to be done. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Motown movies out there because again, it is hard to to do, and it's an, always an interesting story. There is the the Jackson Five uh, story on VH1, and also the Temptations movie that. I like the Temptations movie a lot, but um, there just there's so many. It's a very fascinating record company, and there's a lot of interesting stories there. But um, Martin, no one was you better. You Marvin and Tammy. I would yeah. love to see that movie.
2: You could just do a, a like biopic on Barry Gordy. Barry, right? And you know, he's <laughs> not necessarily the most
0: lovable character. Yeah. Well, that problem. well, that's
2: that's what would make people want to see it. I, I mean, guess. he created one of the. Biggest movements in music history, and then you know, kind of screwed people over yeah. in the process.
0: and
1: I don't want a Aretha Franklin biopic, I don't want a Whitney Houston
2: biopic. Oh, you'll get
0: the Whitney Houston. Ones. Oh, god, why? They did make it. I mean, they, they did made it, a lifetime movie, they
2: made a James Brown <laughs> one that came out last year. Remember, with uh, yeah, I didn't that's see gotta give it up. I, I, I heard it, it was good. It was I really well, good. I heard it was good, not great. Goodish, goodish. I uh, heard Chadwick Boseman's very good in it, but of um, course.
0: Cool. Well, um, we wrap up every show with uh, Netflix and/or video on demand recommendations from yours truly's. Um, who wants to, Who wants to go first with your recommendations, Collins? I'll go first. At the...
1: Yeah, I yeah. watched two really great movies, so I have a double recommendation, and I'm only doing a double because it ties in with the music theme. Okay. Uh, the first one, they're both on Netflix. The first one I saw is Beyond the Lights. Which uh, came out last year, and if you've seen the trailer or seen the poster, it's a totally different movie than what it was marketed as. Mm-hmm. It's um has a super independent spirit about this about this um singer that's on the cusp of becoming a like a global icon. She's been featured on, like these big rap songs that have all been number one, but she hasn't had her first album come out. So she's about to have her first album come out mm-hmm. and she's pulled by her record label. She's pulled by her mother manager and she tries to commit suicide. And the guy who saves her, they end up kind of falling in love and not like love, love, but like they love the idea of that. They're each being able to see each other who as they really are. So you have this artist that is, being told what to wear, what to do, what to eat. And when she gets into this relationship and she starts becoming more herself and she takes off her weave, she takes off the clothes, she starts (laughs) singing the blues, which she started singing. Um, don't, a,
0: don't spoil it too much It's <laughs> just a really, it's just a really no, great I, movie I wanted to see but, this when it came out yeah. I, I, now, I, now I want to see it still
1: but The other recommendation is a documentary That's on Netflix called uh, Gosh I forget the name now Please but, call what, it, Please
0: say it's Beyond the Lighted Stage <laughs> Rush, Because that's <laughs> no, also on no. oh, Okay.
1: It's uh, What Happened Miss Simone And this would be a great music biopic But I think it's already in the
0: works it's about, Nima uh, Simone. about Nina Simone oh, nice. And
1: it's a uh, fascinating documentary about how she got started and then how she almost got blackballed from singing community because of her political Mm -hmm. um but just hearing her story it's kind of like told through her words too which is pretty sweet um hearing all her civil rights stuff is just it's Mm -hmm. it's crazy like just talking about being in a show and there's you know Sidney Poitier, Lorraine Hadsbury, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all sitting in the front row. It's like what? <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'm> sure. <laughs> it's quite a room, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a room to play too. <laughs> both both on Netflix, both really really um, great in different but yet
2: similar mm. movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Speaking of music, um, <laughs> I saw this is not a this is just a recommendation this is not a video on demand recommendation mm-hmm. but i'll That's get okay. i'll get to that in a sec i saw amy yesterday mm. um the documentary about amy winehouse uh i'm not going to talk about it much because i think colin you want to so see it so we tonight, can talk tonight or so, tomorrow so, if you guys see it we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it next week um very beautiful uh very tragic puts things into perspective um because you know you when you think of amy winehouse you think of TMZ. <laughs> you know, you think of that, you think of how she was basically torn apart by media and society just because she had a problem and there weren't enough people there to support her and pull her from that. Um, and it was just, it's frustrating. It's, um, it's, it's just sad. By the end of it, I was like near tears. Um, oh, uh, so I'll, we'll talk about that some other time, but, um, I have two to recommend, and they're both on HBO uh, Go or HBO Now, whichever. Uh, is there a difference? No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the first one is In and Out, which stars Kevin Klein, um, and it um, it also stars Joan Cusack, John's uh, sister, and a, really, and yeah, I didn't know a, that, <laughs> and a mustacheless Tom Selleck. Um, <laughs> so it's about it. I think it was. Came out in the early '90s, like '92 or '94. I have no clue. It's about a teacher, a theater teacher, English teacher in high school, who is outed by his former student who accepts an Academy Award for like the funniest. Like they they do like kind of like a Tropic Thunder type scene uh, where they they show the clip from the movie, um, and it's it's very good. Uh, you know, to think about the subject matter of that movie in the early 90s because he's about to get married to joan cusack's character and he hasn't realized his that he is in fact gay and just it's about him going through that it's a pretty short movie and it's very touching moving and you know i totally recommend it it's funny too um and the other one i recommend that's on hbo is an animated film that came out late last year called the book of life um it is about it like centers around mexican uh fairy tales and mexican like folklore and it is gorgeous like the one of the the prettiest uh animated films i've ever seen and the music plays a very important role in it and all the characters are like these uh wooden mexican like dolls yeah and 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 they're the dead and it's it's just really cool looking the colors in it are amazing um the story kind of lacks towards the end, but I think just the visuals make up for it completely. I mean, see it on a big screen, the biggest you can get. It was gorgeous. So those are mine.
0: Cool. Um, there's so many more movies on Netflix now than I. I like. I guess they must have changed over or something. They're adding a lot. They also changed their interface. Who knows that? It's kind of cool. Mm. Um, anyways, I'm. Uh, I know. I noticed this. I've not watched anything this week, but I didn't notice that um, War Games is on is on Netflix, <laughs> which is a deliciously '80s movie that doesn't. hold up (laughs) up at all (laughs) but it is awesome so that's all i have to say about that everyone watch war games and give me a a 500 word review um because war games is great and um it's just part of my childhood and i love it and i'm gonna watch it because it's on netflix and i don't have to watch the whole thing because i've already seen it and that's what my viewing life is like outside of these movies we discussed. anyways um war games see it on netflix go do it um Cool, that about does it um, for us. We'll be back here with another uh, movie next week to discuss. And um, you can email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDT. Um,
2: Subscribe. Subscribe
0: and and comment and do all that stuff on iTunes. Yeah and send and us big, send big us movies to watch
1: to people who do yeah. listen to yeah this, yeah yeah uh, yeah
0: yeah we yeah, we we see you downloading on iTunes everyone yeah, so we appreciate, so appreciate that, it but you know send in your uh, your opinions on these movies we we would love to hear from you yeah cool well for uh, Cal and Mitch I'm Kale. we'll uh see you guys next week see
1: cheers it. bye i may
2: not always love you but long as there are stars love
0: you This has been a Woodward's Detroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.